they are back. Out of the darkness cometh light. Welcome to the new look ENS Wolves podcast with Joe Edwards, Rosie Swarbrick, Steve Bull, and your host, Nathan Judah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 141. It's the ENS Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. Happy New Year to all our listeners. Happy New Year, Swarbs with me in the office. Happy New Year, Jedward, who's back at home, but through the through the means of, of, of technology, we can hear you, can we? Joe, Happy New Year, can you hear me? Konnichiwa. Yeah, Hello? Yes, I... Where are you? In, in yeah, Japan? Was... You've gone to Japan on a little, uh, little, little escapade. I've just been watching a documentary on um, Japan. It's a it's a country that really fascinates me. Our guy in Japan, uh, it was on Channel Four. It was really good, actually. Kind of goes into Tokyo and then and to kind of Hiroshima, the you know the old nuclear bomb uh, World War Two time. Uh, I mean, yeah. for someone who likes Dixie Chicken, Dixie Chicken at two AM on yeah. a Sunday, I can't see you. I can't see you being a connoisseur of sashimi and sake, Joe. No offence. No, probably not. No, I just find a good uh, TGI Fridays over there or something like that. But uh... that's it. That's it, mate. Uh, <laughs> I tell you, else will be in TGI Fridays if not Mackie's in Japan, and that would be Miss Rosie Swarbrick. Swarbs, how was your New Year? How was your Christmas? How were your presents? How was everything? Yeah, everything's wonderful. Everything's great. Um, Nothing to complain about. What? What? Well, um, <laughs> the, um, the the main thing that people want to know uh, from you two is: are, are you are you upholding Dry January? Is it is it here? Have you passed it? Have you have you got rid? Is it all over already? What's the crack? Over. Yeah, over. Over already. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when did when did when did it stop? Uh, me and the missus went for um, a slap up meal on Sunday. Um, mm. We had a few vouchers Sunday, for Christmas. You know, classic classic. Right. Make use of the vouchers. T- TGI. Did you say then? Was that pizza? No, it was Miller and Carter. <laughs> oh, very nice, very sweet. Um, I've not, do you know I've never been to Miller and Carter? Is, is it decent? Is it, yeah. Is it, is it a Miller and Carter basically pubs that have been done up to to be like a steakhouse and and it's a kind of like middle market between not going for like a casual steak and not going top notch restaurant, you know, Michelin stars. It kind of like in between. Yeah, What's yeah, the that's that's, probably, that's about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, you've got it. Do you go medium sus? rare? Or medium rare, on don't you dare say well done. Medium rare, medium rare. Okay, swear, I'll... swear to we. Good lad, Swarbs. Uh, medium most of the time. Medium, medium's yeah. medium's okay. Yeah, safe I'm not, medium. I'm not really, you know, I'm not really a big steak person. You're not. No. You more steak and bake. No, I like a what's it called? I like a, a lamb leg steak. A lamb, a having, lamb leg steak. Yeah, lamb leg steak. That's what if I'm having a steak, I'd have the lamb version of it. Do, than... do they do a lamb version of it? Yeah, and if you go to Morrison's, they've got lamb, lamb <laughs> steak. Yeah, so instead right, okay. of a chop, because it's a bit like it's without having the bone in it. Where's uh, so, what's, yeah, what's your are. what's your dry January situation? Oh, I, I don't even bother with it. <laughs> like, why would you stop? Like, <laughs> no, um, no, I ju- I just don't. I, I think it's I'm for me. Mm. It's I don't like to sort of deprive myself of anything because I'm a bit of an obsessive personality so if I sort of say to myself I'm the same with like dieting and stuff like that if I mm. say like 
I'm cutting something out, then yeah. I cut it out. But I, I just don't like to sit there and say to myself, like, no, completely, because I think I'll just go the other way and just... It, it, I just don't need to limit myself. I don't drink that much, so it's not like I'm, like, whatever. I'm getting older now. Like, the highlight of my week is Death in Paradise, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 like, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that that's me. That <laughs> I'm not about nights out or anything anymore. I'm very much so getting into my <laughs> twilight years. Twilight, twilight years, yes. Me, me and you both, I don't need to sort of, like, I haven't got a drink problem and I don't need to sort of stop. Like, I just, you know... Not like most journalists. Uh, no, I just, so, I just, you know, th- there's no need for me to stop. I mean, what, I, I, but I do appreciate that, you know, the people that do it for charity, mm. doing a really good, you know, people who raise money during this time, like, really appreciate what they do. But for me, I'm just not... You're not up for it. You'd rather do something else. Do you still qualify for a dry January? 1,030 votes. Yes, says the Wolf fans. 31%. Absolutely not. 69%. So uh, you two are both with the masses. Um, best yeah. best Christmas present for you guys? Um, or worst Christmas present, one or the other? I don't really have any... Do you know what my mum got me? She got me... Um, Bless her. I mean, I mean, she, she's thinking. I've had thermals before because obviously, you know, Christmas and useful. You know, getting to this time of year can be a bit nippy. She brought me this almost like mask, like seal skin mask. It's almost like a snood, but it literally covers everything but your eyes. And she said, she said, oh, this is really good. It's for explorers, um, and it's gonna it's gonna help you out in the winter months when you when you're at a game. And I'm like, I'm like, bless her. And I'm like, she's really thought about it. And and it's expensive. 60 quid it was. 60 quid on the Is thing. That, do you know that because you took it back? No, the, the, the... <laughs> like, <laughs> anything for 60 quid. Any, I'll anything, turn anything. Just, just, just return, return, return. I'm, I'm like, mum, I mean, it's, it's great. And it's navy. And do you know what? Do you know what? I might even, if they beat Newcastle, I might wear it post-match video on Saturday. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm like, Mum, I'm not going to explore the Antarctic. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to Southampton away. It's not, <laughs> it should be okay. I think my face will be okay. But bless you, she did it. So that was my, oh. I would say, most interesting present. Yeah. Anyone? My um, my best present, my other half surprised me with a necklace. Ooh. So it was... Um, Pearl? No, it was aquamarine <laughs> okay. and diamond. Okay, that was awesome. So, was um, really cute. He said it. it's like my eyes. So oh. it was really nice. But... It's a risk as well because I hate people, I, I hate surprises and stuff. And I never like stuff that people buy for me if it's a surprise. Right, Because okay. I'm like, oh, God, mm. you got this wrong. Mm. But you got it right, so I was happy about that. So what about when he proposes? You're not going to say, <laughs> well, I, I need to know before. <laughs> I'd just be a bit like, I don't know, because I like gold jewellery. Oh, okay. So it's just one of those, like, if you got me a, a, a silver ring, I'd be like, mm. Mate, how yeah. long did like yeah, we yeah, live yeah. together? Like, yeah, of course. have you ever seen me worse over? Like, I think he'll get it right. He'll get it. But that's a long time off anyway. My brother mm. <laughs> came home on Christmas Eve. Bless him. He'd he's only um, he's only twenty one, and he turned around and to me and my mum on Christmas Eve came, came in just before he went out to the pub, and said that he'd bought a um, his girlfriend a ring. Right. So obviously mum goes off into the oh, panic. Oh. And then we, we both just turned to him and, went, and she was opening it without him. So right. she's got a ring and a box and he's not there. He said, ah, but she wears rings all the time. And we went, what on earth are you doing buying yeah. a woman a ring? You can't do that. For Christmas yeah. that isn't a proposal. No, that's And weird. he was like, oh, well, I, I didn't know. No one told me. Mm. I was like, what, are we meant to? So this is just a message for any young lad out there who's thinking, you know, my missus likes rings. I'm going to buy her a ring for Christmas. 
it's not a good idea. No, that's definitely not a good idea. It, I just, I just in case my brother said you never told me. I was like, I didn't think you were this stupid. Don't, but, don't, don't buy a ring. Don't buy a you ring. Know. It's not, it's not a good situation. Um, Joe, your favourite present before we go on to uh, proper stuff. Uh, Mario Kart, uh, hands down. It's it's uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. That, that that is how I saw in the new year. Um, I, oh I'm, yeah, you got yeah. Explain to the peeps. I couldn't believe it when you said this. Go on. So I'm sat on the this sofa. Is how, this is how Joe Edwards spent his new year. Got got me got me switch on. Got a bit of Mario Kart online. Um, you know, just basically absolutely roasting people as as, as Black Yoshi on my uh, on my old scooter and. Um, I look up and it's quarter past twelve. It's it's the new year. No, <laughs> he's, he's no. playing Mario Kart. Hasn't realised it's new year. No, no. Countdown clock. Now Jules Holland Hooten and none of that rubbish. Just a bit of Mario Kart online. Quarter past twelve. Just Job, donut planes. Donut planes three. Second circuit. You're just about to overtake um, overtake Princess. That's how you. That's how you rang in the new decade. Exactly. Start as you mean to go on. Well, I mean, at least you're having success on New Year because one team wasn't um, because uh, that was a bit of a shit show against Watford, um, which is unfortunate, really, because, I mean, if you look at the four games as a whole, you know, six points from four games, I'd probably have taken that if that was offered, I think, um, before the before the start of the Christmas period. I think Norwich, I think we all agree they were fortunate. City, they were amazing. Liverpool, they were unfortunate. Uh, and Watford was just pretty crap. Um, how, how do you see the um, the Christmas festivities from a Wolves point of view? I think sorry um you gotta look at it on as a as a whole I think and nobody was really ex- well at least I wasn't wasn't expecting to beat city um gave, gave no. a valiant performance up at Liverpool got the job done at Norwich just about and then lost at Watford so uh, six six points from twelve I think is probably the points tally that most people expected were expecting wins against Watford and Norwich, and then you know anything was a bonus against City and Liverpool. So it's the, it's the points tally I think that is quite respectable. It was just a yeah dis- a bit of a flat way to see in the new year at the, um, at Watford. But oh, I said it going going to the game. I, d- I could just see it happening after you know all the pomp and circumstance and the magnificence that was the City win, one of the most incredible games that Modern knew. Um, in in many a year and the, superb, wasn't it? Yeah. And beats them. That beats the Man United game, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah, just because of the, the whole incident and stuff like that. And you know, at two 0 I thought it was dead and buried. But then a, a, such a great performance up at Liverpool as well, being you know cruelly denied a, a draw. Sure. And uh, yeah, it, the only way seemed to be kind of down, and 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 that that was the case. It was a uh, it was it was flat at uh, Vicarage Road. It was. Swabs, um, your your thoughts on um, on Christmas and, and New Year from Wolves' point of view? I think it, it, it's we've seen a lot. I, I wrote about perhaps the, the final game of it on the in the Express and Star about the nil nil draw with Manchester United in the FA Cup. Just saying that I think we've seen with the amount of games and with the small squad that there's a real real need for recruitment now. Mm-hmm. I think on on the high, on the whole, you know, we've seen good performances, we've seen bad performances, but. What we've really seen is we've seen, you know, the likes of Moutinho, Neves, Jimenez starting to look tired and it's the wrong time for them to start to look tired. And we've all said, you know, all these engines, they keep on going, they keep on going. But I think this is the point where we've looked over the last couple of weeks and 
even the versatility for me, we've seen Sace and Dendonka shift back into midfield and then move back to defence and it's left them for once. You know, they normally know the roles inside out, but I think the quick changes and the versatile swapping that we're used to, I think there's, it's just been a, a, there's been too many games for them to function like they have been. But like Joe was saying, you know, six points from 12 you know would you have grumbled at that when you take when you walk away from it you know Norwich taking three points from that at half time we all thought nothing was going to happen Nathan was about to get beat up by a member of the crowd yeah. for shouting at the referee yeah. uh, um I was about to stand up and beat them up for him um but yeah I just think that you know you've got to be sort of grateful of the points things and you've got to look at you know football you get what you deserve so like we've talked about the ups and downs you know Norwich didn't probably didn't deserve to win and then but then at Liverpool probably didn't deserve to lose and and that's how the football gods work um so yeah yeah it's just one of those things but like I say, definite need for recruitment has been shown in this. Yeah, and period. we'll be coming on to that. Uh, plenty more to come on on, on the on the window. Um so so Wolves seventh in the table, uh play twenty one won seven, drawn nine, lost five, uh, 30 points. So one point behind Manchester United in fifth. Uh, level on points with Spurs in sixth. Uh, the chasing pack, Sheffield United, a point behind. Palace, two points behind. And Arsenal, three points behind. Um, Carabao Cup in the semi-finals looks like Manchester, Manchester City are going to be in the final. Villa had a decent enough result, drawing 1-1, but I still would back Leicester. They're still heavy favourites to reach the final. With those two, if it was a, a Manchester City and Leicester final, they're, they're pretty much nailed on for, well, they are nailed on for Europe um, through the league. That gives an extra spot. Um, we've got to still hope that there's an FA Cup winner that, that's already you know come from one of the big four, big five. If that does happen, we could be going down to seventh next year in the Europa. Wolves are seventh at this moment in time. I put a poll out to see where they think that what's going to happen next season. Where do you see them? Do you see them in Europe or not? Um, 15% thinks they'll be in the Champions League, which will be top four, or winning the Europa League this year. 56% say the Europa League, and 29% say neither. I guess, I guess, from my point of view, looking at looking at the way things are at the moment, if you say if you take the top six as the top six now, with Wolves not catching the top six. I would say that Arsenal are the main danger below Wolves who can consistently maybe put a run together and, and maybe stop them hitting seventh. Um, Joe, Rosie, can you, see, can you see Wolves qualifying for Europe at the moment? For me, I would say it's a literal toss of a coin at this moment. Time. Probably 50-50 from, from where I stand. What, what do you guys I, I, think? I think, yeah, about the same, about 50-50. If, if they can get a couple of bodies in this month, um, will be... Obviously beneficial, and in that quest to to see it over the line, you're on about Arsenal there. Again, we've spoke about it many times before. They haven't really got a defence, but they've got a very good attack, and that yeah. they will score goals and they will win games, um, just purely on that basis, really. So you've got to be a bit wary of them. They've they've they've, they've picked up under Arteta. I mean, that doesn't take much because they were god awful under Emery, um, but you've got to be a bit wary of them. Uh, United, I mean, so hit and miss. Um, I mean, I think there is potential to finish higher than them. But as you say, I think it's I think it's a toss of a coin. If they can get the couple of bodies in this month, which I know there's been a little bit of panic um, on on Twitter and stuff like that. But rallying the 
just about into the second week of January or whatever it is. I mean, there's plenty of time. Transfers aren't straightforward. You know, it's not it's not getting somebody to sign a piece of paper and it's done. There's so many variables. Wolves will be working on it. They want to make signings. Nuno's made such a point of it uh, this window. So strong. So, yeah, as you say, 50-50, I think, um, as to whether they can get Europe. All right, well... Let's let's go let's go on to it now then because you know you you you've you've, you've burst the yeah. bubble. Everybody wants to know about transfers. Um, it is quiet so far. Um, look, Twitter's exploding. Um, the pantwetters are out in full force. Are they? Are they? Can you understand their concerns, or do you think that it, it it's far too soon? Because, like you say, very unlike Nuno, really, he's made an he's made an issue and he has spoken. And, and he doesn't normally do this, saying that there will be additions or that they're working very, very hard. Um, and he was, he's was he been quite forceful on that. Unlike him, do you think that's him trying to put pressure on the board uh, to get stuff done? Or do you feel that they're very confident of getting targets? Uh, Rosie, do you want to go with that first? I think uh, we understand, we wrote um, the other day, that Wolves are you know in the process at this moment in time of you know working on transfers. I don't. I don't. I didn't word that right. I write this stuff a lot better than I speak it sometimes. <laughs> when it comes to these like technical stuff, basically, you know, wolves are working. Nuno said he'd be, you know, working like every hour of the day, every yeah. hour of the day doing mm-hmm. it. Wolves are behind the scenes working like mad to get signings in. It's just a case of you know patience and they're relaxed about it. That was the. That that was the steer that I've been given. That wolves are relaxed when it comes to this transfer window, knowing that they know what they want, and then they're going to get it. So he kind of um, insinuated, do know, unless I've got it wrong, Joe, um, that this this week was a big week for them. Um, maybe not in terms of announcing signings, but but having a full week with no midweek um, games. Of course, they could have had that last, you know, next week as well, but not to be with that that dreadful draw with Manchester United. Um, do you feel that, that they are close to doing a deal or deals or do you feel that they are, they're liter- you know, because it's not been successful January windows for them in the past and when you look at it, it's not been a successful summer window, if, you know, with Vallejo potentially going back and Catroni, you know, again, um, might have played his last game for Wolves. Is there a pressure now to, to announce something within these next three weeks? There's a pressure to announce something, surely, but um, I think they'll be doing extra uh, due, due diligence um, this window because as you say there the, the, the summer wasn't a roaring success um, Pedro Neto has turned out to be a good option and uh, yeah. Bruno Jordan we haven't been able to see because of injury but that one game he played he looked he looked alright um, but it didn't work out for, for Vallejo certainly um, he's still at Compton at the moment by the way just, just training while they try and find him another loan club um, in in Spain to kind of take on the line for the second half of the season. Um, Catrone, yeah, it's it's looking like he probably has played his last game for Wolves. It's a case of trying to see that see that return to Italy through one way or another. I think. Um, but in terms of getting players in, they're not going to rush because of those situations with Vallejo and and, and Catrone. They want to make sure that the players coming in are are right and right for Wolves. In the long term, not just come here for six months and then pack up, pack the bags, and end up back where they came from. 
Um, mm. I, I think that's I think that's key, really. I mean, you've seen a, a few names consistently linked. Uh, Huang being one. I mean, the the club the club do like him, but it's it, it just wouldn't be a straightforward deal. They've already sold Minamino and Haaland this window of Salzburg, and they're not going to let him go on the cheap. Um, and probably won't let him go this month, to be honest. Um, and then a, a few other names coming about. I think Sky Sports have just gone with one uh, as we speak in Matthias Kunner, the RB Leipzig uh, striker. Again, it's it, it, it's speculation station at the moment. And um, Wolves will have irons in the fire, no doubt. But it's um, I think they will be making sure, being extra wary... Uh, to make sure that any player that does come in is def- is the definite right fit, because as we say, that, that summer window wasn't really a roaring success. Do you feel, are you a little bit surprised that they haven't, that, I mean, I got the impression that, that someone was imminent just by the way they were talking and the confidence they were talking pre-January, that there was someone maybe who they've got, you know, nailed on. And and with Catroni potentially leaving or, or leaving leaving Wolves, Surely they would they would have someone lined up to come in because if you lose Catroni, okay, so he hasn't set the world alight. Uh, and there's plenty of questions, by the way, coming up, and we'll be answering your questions shortly um, about Catroni and whether he's had a fair crack at Wolves. But you would expect that if they were that that um, maybe not you know happy to let to let him go, but they're going to get the money back or you know a loan deal that they would be at least another striker come in because no you know no no disrespect to Benny Ashley Seal, but there's no backup to to Raul there now. Oh yeah. Well, we wrote the other week about Huang Ki Chan, the interest cooling there, and that's you know Joe sort of touched on it. The interest from the club was there in him, but you know transfers aren't easy. It's not a, a simple case, and Wolves want the best thing, so. The interest in him has cooled, but that was quite high before mm-hmm. the window opened. And, and things happen, situations changes. This isn't just a conversation of wolves, like we see with the perhaps the Catrone incident. This isn't a a one-way street. Football is not a one-way street. There's three parties, and sometimes that third party now, a player has an agent who has their own interests. So it's, it's a whole sit-down. Um, I think from a wolves' point of view, they definitely want to bring in an attacker. They want attacking recruitment that's we can already see the workload of Jimenez we can already see that Pedro Neto's come up a level than we expected and Traore if anything happens to him you know if anything happens injury wise there's definitely that sort of thing but why why would you why would you get rid of of Catroni now when you've only got 16 in a squad if you haven't got someone lined up already I mean there were 16 in the squad you're losing you're losing another striker you know if if Raul goes down Who's who's playing? Who's playing up top? I don't think. I think this Catrone thing, from my from my reading of the situation and my understanding of the situation, the Catrone situation has sort of been kickstarted a bit, you know, around the sort of Christmas period. I don't think we've been sat here. I don't think Wolves were sat there at the start of December thinking that Catrone was, you know, was going to go, going to pack his bags because you know this change. The only reason that he's sort of fallen out of favour was with the change of formation, and we've seen on, under Nuno that he's not afraid to suddenly go away from three four three to three five two. But with the success of Traore and the success of Jimenez in that out and out striker role, Catrone's just found minutes hard to come by. 
he's not been able to fit into that sort of left forward role with you know Jota and Neto bustling for competition there he doesn't give the same sort of options as Traore on that right wing and he can't he can't argue with the fact that Jimenez is week in week out the first name on that team sheet so I just think with Catrone the situation is sort of he wants to leave my understanding of the situation is that he wants to go He's a want-away striker. So why keep him if he's... I don't think Wolves want necessarily to get rid of him. I don't think this is Wolves sat here going, we want to get rid of Catrone. This is Catrone being, you know, we've heard reports that perhaps he's, he's been sulking a bit. You know, his face, when you've been pictured, it's clear for all in the pictures. At Watford, you know, he looked miserable. I mean, it's the problem, and it's the problem we said before, you know, when... When they signed a striker, is that you know Raúl was obviously the number one, and you know another one who's been linked away. I'd be stunned if if, if Raúl goes anywhere, at least until there's someone. To, to be honest, I think that he's going to be a Wolves player for the next two or three two or three seasons. Um, but someone who's going to come in and the way that Wolves play and the way that they've adapted to with you know your strongest your strongest front three would be Jota, Traore, and Raúl. And whoever comes in, and they knew this in the summer, and they know this now, is going to be backup. Is going to be on that bench for the majority of times. We've got the Europa coming, but you know we're in the knockout stages, so you can't really rest players unless you, you know, you blitz someone in the first leg. You know, you've got the FA Cup, which let's let's hope it continues. But that could be one more game away that they're not going to play a new signing because they could be out on Wednesday potentially at Manchester United. They're underdogs, the three to one underdogs to to go there and win. And and we've seen by the team that it's not it's not going to be a first team that, that Nuno's going to put out. So if you're a striker coming in, and and Cotroni does go, you've got to be prepared to sit on that bench pretty much for the rest of the season. Uh, exactly. Um, I I mean. I think there's scope for a kind of a of a target man in there. Uh, really do. Um, I think if there's one criticism um, you could have of Catrone, is that the, the, he's a different different kind of player to to Jimenez, but they are they do share quite a lot of qualities. Both very hard working, both very passionate players. I think Jimenez's hold up play is a lot better than Catrone's, but Catrone's kind of a a fox in the box kind of player that kind of feeds off service um, perhaps he likes to play on the shoulder but I think if you've seen Wolves especially over the last few weeks and they like to get the ball wide to, to Traore to Neto to Jota and get crosses in and quite often I don't think there's been too much of a focal point there for him to actually aim for Jimenez of course is now slouching the air but he's also looked a bit jaded in these uh, in these last few weeks I think there is scout for a, a, a genuine a target man um, you know, somebody who may be pa- past his peak, but can offer something as just a different option. And you know, you look at Til- for loan until the pre- end of the season, just, yeah. just until 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 it opens up. Pre- or perhaps what? I mean, you look at you look at how Spurs had Lorente and how useful an option he was in their Champions League run last year. Just somebody of of, of that ilk. Um, it, it, yeah, it's easier said than done, but. Um, I think you look at the Catrani situation, it's somebody who's coming for a bit... What, someone like Glenn Murray? Are we, are we looking at those No, kind of I don't, I don't then, think or? Glenn Murray. Um, but... You just want someone, don't you, that 
if three four three isn't working because at the start of the season when three four five two wasn't working, you could change to three four three. Now starting with three four three, it normally works against teams, but you want an option on the bench <clears throat> that can turn around and, and you can change your even change your style of mm-hmm. play. You know, a striker and Nuno said that, you know, he wants different qualities that he's not already got. So he's sort of hinted already that what he wants is not what he's got in the building. He wants another element. Because if you think about the success of Wolves, it's in that versatility, the, the changeability. And at the moment, when you look on that bench, aside from the fact that there's a lot of kids, mm-hmm. you know, are, is there anyone that can... Neto and Jota are extremely similar characters. Traore is a law unto himself and one of the best players in the division. Just, he's mm. Traore. Mm. Jimenez, you could argue, like Joe's saying, that Catrone could have been like for like. But you need someone that's going to come on, perhaps off the bench, and replace Jimenez and give you a different sort of... Give you a, a different style, a different type of striker, or even a, a different type of attacking midfielder than Neves and Moutinho because... So why why, why San Catrone in the first place then? Because they obviously knew what they were signing. They've obviously done due diligence. Um, because of... You know, we haven't really seen... The, the 40... Well, Raul, Raul and Catroni together too much I know when, when, he ha- mm-hmm. when we have seen it it hasn't really worked yeah. but you've only seen him for a handful of minutes so if you're going to let Catroni go then one you've got to bring in someone better than Catroni if, if you're prepared to let him go and two whether this has come from Catroni and he's sulking and he's homesick and he wants to go and it's not Wolves' decision and they, you know well it's Wolves' decision but you know they own the player they own the player but you know if, if, if we haven't got a backup to bring in straight away who's ready to hit the ground running, then, I, sorry, I, if I'm noon, I say, well, we've paid 16 million quid for you. I don't care if you're sulking and you want to go home or not. Until we get someone in, then you're not going anywhere, pal, until the summer. Yeah, it, it's, it's a difficult one, though, isn't it? You know, you don't want, you don't want somebody who, who, is, who is not settled in, in the mm-hmm. camp. I mean, this small squad... That Nuno has operated with has, has, has been so successful because everybody on everybody has been singing from that from the same hymn sheet and buying into the the philosophy. And Catrone isn't a bad egg. Let, 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 let's make that clear. But sure. if he's not hundred percent settled, you don't want that to be having an effect on the rest of the group. You don't, you don't want to see somebody that's you know that's not really enjoying his time, is not really, not really settling in. Um, you know, it's a, it's a similar situation for for Vallejo. Um, if they can get him back to Italy, and I think it may well be that you getting back to Italy, and they might have to be without somebody, you know, a, lo- a like for like uh, replacement for for a couple of weeks. But if they do let him go, you know, rest assured they'll be going Gungo to at least get someone in. You know, by the end of the month, they, they won't let him go and and. You know, at least not try the damnest to, to to get to get a replacement in because the aim is an attacker. The yeah. aim is to recruit an attacker. But I think at this moment in time, if you look at the schedule now, the schedule isn't the schedule of November. So we've got what one bounce game against Man United, and I say bounce game, I mean one game that you can blood reserves in that you need reserves in. The rest of the games, it's Jimenez up top, it's Triore, and it's Jota, who's a doubt obviously at the moment. It's Jota or Neto, mm-hmm. which is you know I know Jota's a different level to Neto at this moment in time, but, you know, it's essentially a like-for-like sort of situation. I think the thing that we've got transfer-wise at the moment with Catrone, and one of the things that we shouldn't underestimate, I think we all, as, 
like I, I, as an English speaker, I can't speak English half of the time and people have to turn around to me and say, what, what are you saying? You know what I mean? We can't underestimate the difficulty in the language barrier. Now, we have to look, I've done a piece in the Express and Star for either today or tomorrow that stresses the importance of language for Raul Jimenez. Now, what you have to remember about Jimenez is Jimenez doesn't just talk Spanish, he talks English and he talks Portuguese because he spent three years in Benfica and he went there and learned the language. He learned Portuguese to help himself as a footballer to be able so and he says that he can walk in the dressing room, he can understand every language. He can't understand the French boys, but there's only three or so of them, isn't there? But he understands the messages that are being taught to. Now Catrone speaks Italian and a bit of English. So He's going into a dressing room that's speaking Portuguese, that's speaking Spanish, that's speaking English, that's speaking French, and he's there with no mate. You know, Sace, Dendonka, Willy Bowley can all speak French together if they want to speak in the native tongue. He can't speak to anyone in that dressing room in his native tongue. So he's moved his whole life over to the UK. And he's now sat in a dressing room. And there's times that we all feel lonely in life, and he, he just, you know... Mm-hmm can't turn around and, and speak to someone in a language he favours or he's even learning tactics in but you know, there's, there's, there's scope to learn these days I mean they all they all have teachers that they, they all can learn the language I mean I, I know I know you know I don't, my tongue's not very mm. good but you know I can I, I can bang a few words yeah, out yeah. um he's obviously got some people with him here yeah, yeah. um I understand that someone like Pedro Neto has probably come on better than what Wolves thought he had mm-hmm. uh, has allowed Catroni potentially to go but you know, it's the fans have taken to him. I mean, mm. goodness me! I, I think it was uh, I think it was Jason Guy tweeted the other day that he's he's got he's got a song that that, that most strikers over 50, you know who scored fifty goals um, have, haven't got. You know, taken to him straight over for someone who's only scored a handful of goals, and yet the, the crowd love him. He obviously you know has he's enjoyed it. He, he's obviously had frustrations, but at the same time, um, it's just a strange one. I think. I mean, I put a poll out. 2,000 votes, has he been given a fair crack of the whip? You know, yes, say 20%, no, say no, say 80%. It's Just just to finish off this, because, you know, obviously it's, it's a very important topic and, and one that's a bit of a head-scratcher. Do you think that this has come more from Catroni than the club? Because you look at someone like Adama Traore last year, who the fans weren't having, who didn't have any of the same... Um, popularity that he does among the fans um, and yet people have written him off towards the end of last season and you see what he's done in the second season because Nunes had time to nurture him and to train him and to retrain him and, and we're seeing reaping the rewards you know a lot of people are thinking why wouldn't that happen with Catroni we see a, a second season striker who, who you know has learned the game learned the pace of it and it takes a good six months eight months twelve months to get used to that not just the culture as Rosie said but also on the pitch also the pace also playing so um, so it's a strange one isn't it do you think that that, that you know you spent 16 million quid on someone who, who you know you're giving back after six months it's very unlike Wolves it is unlike Wolves because you know you, you make these moves and by and large, they've been successful. Uh, you know, Jota, Jota, Neves, Jimenez, Martinho, in the, the Johnny. The, the list goes on of of these of these finds that have been have been sensational. Um, Cutrone came in uh, with a bit more of a kind of a of a background reputation, if you like, that people kind of 
more people knew who he was, really. I mean, a lot of people didn't really know Raul Jimenez before he came into Wolves, but people have kind of heard of Catrone having played at AC Milan. Um, I think he, what, one way or another, it all came to a head at, at Liverpool, didn't he? Um, mm-hmm. Left out. Yeah, that was that was a bizarre situation. Left out the squad. Um, well, on the bench. Originally. Well, yeah, Club Club Lion was illness. Nuno made no mention of illness. Um, post match and said Matt Doherty was on the bench instead. When it was actually Oscar Burr who replaced him on the bench. So that said it a nice kind way to you. Then, <laughs> yeah, um, that that didn't add up. And um, and since then, it's kind of been a snowball effect. And I mean, he, he came back in the squad, didn't he, for Watford, but didn't play a part. And then, and then obviously mm-hmm. missed out against United in the cup entirely. Um, so from that point, things things have accelerated. Whether it's whether it's Catrone, I mean, you've got to think that he's played a part. I mean, there's two sides to every story, of course. Um, so I, I, I said it last week, and I, you know, I, I honestly think that if. The, the the genuinely best thing for all parties now, I think, is, is to is to get it get him out and get him back home and get a replacement in because um, after being left out for United and Ashley Seal starting up front, I, I really mm. think there's a it's a struggle to, to to come back from that. Right. Okay. I think we have to look as well at the initial stack transfer from AC Milan because he didn't want to leave AC Milan. AC Milan sold him. I mm. think that's what we have to remember about. Um, Patrick Cotrone he said he didn't want to leave AC Milan so he's come to Wolves for a new adventure come to English football you know wanted to come to Wolves um, but he didn't want to leave AC Milan he mm. was sort of the way that that came about was AC Milan sort of going right we can move Patrick Cotrone on not Patrick Cotrone going I want to leave my boyhood club so we have to remember like I say like I mentioned about factors you know there's three people in these transfers and sometimes, you know, it can be all oh, right. Yeah, I'll try a new adventure in England or or whatever. Because we're not we're not personally spoken to Catrone, but the way that this saga looks to be going is that it's a want away striker. And knowing Nuno, if Patrick Catrone's sat there throwing his toes out of the pram, which we don't know whether he is, but the impression from the outside right now is that that's what's happening. Is Nuno Espirito Santo going to sit there? And keep a guy who's throwing his toys out of the pram. It, dep- it depends whether he, he can he can name a name a bench at this moment in time. <laughs> There's no Morgan Gibbs White, and that's another person whose future's got to be sorted out sooner rather than later. I think for the next six months. Um, I mean, he's just gone deathly quiet. The, I know he's injured, but have we got a word on that yet? I mean, for me, I'd just get him out on loan ASAP and almost write that off till till the end of the season. Um, and anyone else? Anyone else who you, you've heard of? Um, you know, I haven't. I haven't personally heard of a big bid come in for a player yet. But you know, you, you might have to be alerted to it. People are saying Triori could be worth ridiculous money. If we're losing Catroni, they can't lose too many more, can they? If they're not going to bring people, they're not, in. They're not going to lose any of the big, the big guns. Um, it's going to take a miracle for them to to lose Neves, Jota, Triori, Jimenez. Um, mm-hmm. I've, you you got to think of Jimenez. He's apart from his star quality, he's Wolves' poster boy as well. Um, the whole, you know, Spanish followers. It, uh, you know, they've got they've got, they've got more Mexican followers than than they do over here. It, 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 it's ridiculous. And, and I mean, you you you'll know it yourself, Nathan. You you stick anything with Raúl Jiménez's name in on 
on YouTube and it skyrockets. It, oh, it, crazy! That that on SEO is crazy. If you put that in, or, or if you do a headline with Don Goodman with D O N G <laughs> Don rather yeah. than Don Goodman as I did this morning, then that, that goes crazy as well. Yeah, so so he, he's more than just a top a top quality player. He's a, he's, a, he's a real asset to Wolves. So yeah, he, he uh, they, they wouldn't let him go without an almighty fight. So um, yeah, I, I don't don't foresee any big departures. Okay, so um, so if Patrick Catroni has gone, then um, you know he might want to come back and watch Wolves from time to time. So if he, you know, if he if he's no longer a Wolves player after this January window, maybe he would like to come back to WV One Lounge with two executive tickets that he could win to watch Wolves versus Arsenal. I mean, that, that's that's a great deal, right? Yes. Hello. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Come on, let's get excited. Yeah. This, this is the competition time. This is the this time is, this, that you surprise me, and I'm this, just sat here going, I don't know what's going on. This, what, this, what's, this, he, this, what's he? What's he conjured up this now? Is competition you just time. tell me stuff, and I'm like, I don't know. Uh, right. How would you like to win two tickets, uh, VIP, all expenses paid, to go and watch Wolves versus Arsenal, the WV One Lounge, full executive seat, executive treatment, drinks on us. Three course dinner on us, beautiful seats, uh, meet and greet a player. It's all there. It's all available. All you need to do is retweet um, when we put out the original tweet or Rosie's or Joe's or anyone's and you'll be getting an entry into that competition. Um, all you need to do is, like I say, we'll announce the winner on Saturday. And if these three combinations happen, then you will be going the lucky winner. And if two of them happen and very close to two of them happening, a couple of weeks ago, then you win a, a Wolf signed shirt. So it's win-win just for a retweet. Um, Manchester United versus Norwich City. Swarbs, can you give me a first goal score in that game, please? Manchester United versus Norwich City. Who Rashford. do you think is going to score the first goal? Rashford, I think. Marcus Rashford uh, for Manchester United. Uh, Jure, uh Wolves versus uh, Newcastle, please. First goal scorer. Uh, Jimenez. Raul Jimenez. And Spurs versus Liverpool, Mr Judah. I'm going to go for Sadio Mane. So, if Rashford, Raul and Sadio Mane score the first goals in those corresponding games, you are going to two tickets to the WB1 lounge to watch Wolves versus Arsenal. Two of those come in. Very, very, could quite easily happen. Uh, you're going to be winning a signed shirt. So it's win-win for not a lot of effort. So please get involved in that. Right, questions. Let's go on to questions, everybody. Okay, here we go. First one. From AD, uh, will they ever bring back fireworks much better than flame f- uh, throwers? Uh, look, obviously there was that issue with the firework going to the stand last season. Um, I think that we might have seen the last of a fireworks at Molyneux. What, what would you guys say? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think we've seen it. This isn't. It wasn't the first. It was the second yeah, time. Was it? I think it happened uh, a few well, years ago yeah, as well. Yeah, about ten, fifteen years ago. No, mm-hmm. probably two thousand and three. I think maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But. Uh, yeah, I, I, the the were nice, um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's any any need for them, and because of the you know the health and safety risk, I just don't, don't see the point really. At King Wolf, uh, if you could sign any player from around the world ever, who would it be and why? Ever. Ever, who do you fancy, Swabs? No like black, no Blackburn players, please. Like all time, all time, ever. Pele, then, isn't it? Pele, you know, Pele in yeah. a wolf shirt, yeah. You like a yeah. bit of Pele, do you? Pele. Just in that, you'd have to keep him at like the peak of his powers, so. though. Well, I want do you know Pele what I mean? Now. You don't want like, no, like no, that. I don't want that's Pele why now. I say when they say ever. Yeah. Like, of course, you want to like throw it back and, you know, imagine Cruyff. 
Yeah. Like, under Nuno. Oh, yeah. That'd like, be useful, that wouldn't it? That Cry would... for Nuno? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Playing Nuno. Like. I think I would have to say... Oh, goodness me. I would love to see... Ronaldo would obviously be incredible, mm. but I was a huge fan of Dennis Burkamp. He loved Dennis Burkamp. Mm. thought he was a genius and Henri. But I think Burkamp in this team would be incredible. Just in behind Raul, oh my God. Like like peak Burkamp, I would have that. Joe? Lionel Messi. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, All day so, long. Are you, are, you, are you a Messi over Ronaldo guy? Uh, well, Messi's the pure talent. Ronaldo's the workhorse, isn't he? But I, I, I think imagine Messi in that team. He'd just be untouchable. Yeah. I, I think in terms of pure talent and pure God-given ability, Messi's the best of all time. And uh, Catroni out Messi in. <laughs> yeah. So starting that rumor. Ronaldo's proven it though, hasn't he, in the Premier yeah. League? You know, if you if you're Nuno and you can have ever, you go for Ronaldo because of the Portuguese connection. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say a controversial comment here. And I'm gonna go if Messi came to the Premier League, I don't think he'd I don't think he'd be incredible. I think he'd be good. I'm not sure whether he'd be world class. Nah, he would. Yeah. Do you reckon? Of course he course he would. I mean I don't know we'll have as much time on I've, the ball these days. Eden, I mean. Eden Hazard was like what one of, if not the best player in the Premier League for for three mm. or four years. He's gone to Real Madrid and he's doing all right, but he's nowhere near Messi. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It'd be interesting though. I, I do think the Spanish league at times is bang, oh, bang, God, bang, yeah. bang average though. Um, well, so we shall see. Uh, you know, we we can we can dream. We can could dream. he do it on an old on a cold yeah, Tuesday night yeah. at Norwich? At Norwich, exactly. Could, could, he? could he? Could he? Would, would he, he turn up? It's not like going to a a cold Valencia, is it? <laughs> Paul, you know what I mean? Paul Mansell, what odds would you give me on Moutinho being Wolves' manager before he's 40? I'll give you some big odds, by the way. Uh, Moutinho, can you see him um, as a Wolves' manager of the future? No. No, no not really. <laughs> not really. No. Rosie? He'd, he'd have to learn to talk to the press a bit more, wouldn't yes, he? Yes, yes, he would. You know what I mean? He'd have to learn to do that, um, I think. But from a tactical point of view, he obviously takes the messages on board. He's a bit of a joker in the dressing room and it's always um, he's always having a laugh, isn't he? He's meant to be one of the focal points of the dressing room and they always say it's that sort of character that goes on to sort of show leadership qualities. But um, I think they've said, haven't they, before, that Neves is one of the leaders in the pack. Even though he's young age, he like controls the fine system. Mm-hmm. So it's always the characters that you know you think and you look at. Like Neves, I think, will go on to manage just because he is a natural leader on the pitch and what he's done at a young age, you can sometimes think and look at... If I was looking at Wolves' squad, I'd say that. And obviously, the obvious candidate in Wolves' squad is our good friend at the Wolves podcast, uh, Wolves Potter, which is Connor Cody. Because mm. you can just tell that, you know, he's got such a brain for football, a way of talking about it. No? No? Why are you doing weird noises? Oh, are you trying to be Scouse? I thought you were turning into a cat. <laughs> what is this? 
Oh uh, dear, it's my coding impression. Um, two, two, two oh questions. Oh my god, that's so offensive. Two questions. So I will get away with it on this podcast. It's fine. <laughs> uh, two questions about Catroni. Well, before we leave Catroni, um, I'll just I'll just uh, merge them in together. David Gannon and Rob Cross. Uh, David asks, do you think Nuno is unusually for him, giving up on Patrick Catroni? And Rob Cross asks, is Catroni a not good enough? B homesick or C fallen out with Nuno for not getting any games? I think he's give, given up on him. Um, I just think it's. I think it, it's the best situation. I mean, Nuno, I'll tell you time and time and time and again that they'll they'll never abandon a player. Um, I don't think he's necessarily given up on him. I, I think um, I think he'd ideally he'd like to he'd like him to stay, perhaps. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, as we say. It's uh, there's so many so many things to consider. Mikey Burrows, uh, Mikey Burrows, Mikey Burrows, the man himself. Uh, can you please go back to this look, Nathan? It really suited you. And he's, uh, he sent me a picture of the old, the old tash that I wore at Watford uh, post New Year. Uh, you just looked at me in disgust, Joe, when you saw it uh, and shook your head. But I don't know. I, I don't, you know, looking back at it now, when he sent me the picture, I think, I think it looks quite, quite, quite good. No. I voted in favour of you. You liked it, Swabs. You liked I, it. I like it because it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm it's one of those people value. that, like, if it's going to amuse me, I'm going to tell you it's great. Wing Commander Judah. Yeah. Yeah, that, of that's, I quite like it. I like it because I look at it and it makes me laugh. <laughs> so, you know, you entertain me with your face. Well, that's what... <laughs> <laughs> I, must, I must admit, uh, going into the barbers on New Year's Eve, because obviously it was a it was a fancy dress party for some of the people who say that I went as a Gomez Adams. So so I must admit, the guy was desperate to get off for, for New Year. Two o'clock um, was, was the closing time. In walks in, Judah at 1.45, saying, can I look like Gomez Adams, please? He's just looked and gone. Oh God! It's like it's like when you're off at five o'clock swaps, four fifty-eight. Exclusive comes in, big wolf story. Well, that's me. That's me in the office for another two hours in it. So he wasn't particularly happy, but he did a good job. And yeah, maybe maybe next year we'll try something else. Maybe maybe a I don't Wolverine. Know. What would you think? Why don't you try the Ali G beard? What's the Ali G beard? You know the Ali G sort of. Oh like, yeah, all the way around. Yeah, yeah like maybe. Craig David back in the day, sort of. Joe, you vibes. could you could you could do it. You could do something special with your beard if you shave some of it off. Proper Mexican. Maybe if you know post season or pre season we go to Mexico where we do West Coast America, start in Seattle, Seattle Sounders, move the way down to LA Galaxy, finish up in Mexico mm. for a little bit of Jimenez banter. Maybe you could do the full on Mexican goatee. Yeah, well, we could do like um, porn stash tash, Wolverine chops. Yeah, could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wolverine chops. Do yeah. a bit of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not really a big X Men fan, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, right. Last few questions. Few questions. Um, Charles, any, any, are there any signings this window likely to be permanent deals, or are they going to be loans? Mm, either or, really. Um, I, 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 I can see both. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean the. The whole loan to buy has worked in the past, so they'll, they'll stick to that as they can. But at the same time, I don't see really no permanent transfers either. I don't think they're going to spend like mega money. Um, but um, again, we'll, as we say, nothing's imminent at the moment. But um, just wait, have to wait and see, I guess, on that one. Paul Taylor, here we go. Um, what what are Adama, Neves, and Raúl currently worth? Um, I would say there's an asterisk because what they're worth market value is different to what they're worth from Wolves' point of view, I would say. Um, now, whether you want to say what would what what money would Wolves take to part with them, let's go with that. Um, 
Rosie, I'll give you a dammer. I'll go Neves and, and you go Raul. What would be an offer where you would have to say we would open talks for... Just give me a number because we've got to go quickly on. Uh, a dammer Trori, what, what number would you get get your heart beating to say okay we're gonna have to we're gonna have to we're gonna have to discuss this just discuss uh 80 80 um 90 okay i would say i would say swore but i would say about 80 um ruben neves i'll go with that i would say that to open talks in january um or to to be you know to raise an eyebrow and to discuss it um i would say 65 70 I'd go lower 70 you've got lower I'd, I'd say if you put 50 on the table you open discussions for Neves because okay. he's you know he's replaceable mm-hmm. I think okay. whereas Traore and Jimenez for you know Traore the way he's, he's going at the moment and Jimenez just the like we've touched on it earlier in the podcast what he brings off the pitch with his marketing and sales value and to the whole strategy of Wolves going global. He's got a lot more worth to the club than just the goals and the assists, which obviously are worth a fortune in football anyway. So he's got more sort of money added to him. Raul then, let's let's finish off with Raul. I'd be good to speak. Can you imagine? Never going to happen, never going to happen. But but Cotrodi and Raul go. Um, Benny, uh, Benny Ashley Seal up front, um, on, up top on his own. Um, Raul... I would say, even though he's the oldest of the three, I would say you're looking at to even to even make a discussion. You're looking at sixty, seventy, seventy. Rosie, do 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 do. I can't give you a thing. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, because he's 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 just. Priceless. Priceless, exactly. Priceless. Um, okay, I mean, let, let's let, and like I say, none of these players are leaving Wolves. I think we can categorically say that they're not going to. So, so don't worry, peeps. Don't worry. Um, right, it is. Uh, we're Saturday. We've got a new game. We need to. We need to stop this rot and get back to winning ways in the Premier League. It's Newcastle who are visiting Molyneux. I spoke to my good friend Liam, Newcastle expert, uh, to get the lowdown on the Magpies. Here is that interview. Well, I'm delighted to be joined by a Newcastle die-hard fan, come expert, uh, and, and more, most importantly, a good friend of mine, um, Newcastle devout mag, Mr. Liam Prickett. Liam, how's it going, mate? You all right? Not too bad. Thanks for having me on. Oh no, no, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on, mate. Uh, we've just been ch- chatting off air before we went before we went live, um, and you said, I mean, obviously you were a season ticket holder, but 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 not anymore. No, uh, the, the Steve McLaren reign was the last for me. Um, but I just stand towards Mike Ashley. Um, I won't even take a free ticket now because I'm just sick to the death of the way he's running the club. Um, I will go back just once he's left. For those for those people who don't quite understand Liam, there he's speaking a bit of a strange accent. But but we'll we'll go through these next four or five minutes, and hopefully you'll be able to understand the majority of what he's saying. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean. Is he going to sell Ashley, Liam? Do you reckon, mate, or, or is it is it just is it just all you know, fluff? And... Newcastle is just too much of a PR vehicle for him to uh, to let us go. Unfortunately, just he, he uses us as a complete cash cow to advertise and run his ancillary businesses through us, um, and he has no care for the club or the fans itself, so long as it sustains its Premier League status. 
Yeah, and I guess I guess losing Mafra as well at the start of the season had a lot of people um, a lot of people frustrated. And um, I mean, we were in Shanghai in Asia when um, when Mr. Bruce was 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 jettisoned in, and um, obviously not to the not to the. Um, um, I guess a lot of the fans were very frustrated with it. How do you, how has he done? How's the season gone? Are you are you are you um, are you a Bruce fan? Are you not? What what what? Where where do you stand with it? Um, I'm, I'm not a Bruce fan. I would say Rafa was the sort of last pillar of hope the fans had. Um, it's quite obvious since Rafa left and Steepus came in, season ticket sales dwindled massively. In fact, the club has just given away a ten thousand free season ticket to any scab that would pick them up. To be honest, uh, to try and fill the ground, really, um, which has not gone down really well with with the fans that are on the side of the sort of boycott. Um, but nonetheless, I think it might backfire for him anyway. Uh, in terms of Bruce, don't rate him that much at all. Didn't really want him, but now he's here. Like anyone that takes over in the sort of manager's seat at Newcastle, you, you, you hope and kind of pray that they're going to do well. Um, this season, in terms of how we've performed so far, I'd say was probably slightly ahead of expectations in terms of points. We've had some good performances, some very good results on paper, um, but I think generally... Overall, the way we're playing, it's so unpredictable. There's no real sort of purpose to it, um, and it's, it's not it's not been great. Um, and I would say since since sort of late December, we've we've really sort of hit the skids, and I think that's probably where the form's going to continue. Unfortunately, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, you, you had a great run, didn't you, in, in November? You know, early December, well, throughout two months really. I think you won five yeah. five and eight in the Premier League, which obviously got you got you right out of the table. Um, but recently, it's not gone it's not gone to plan. Um, what what's the aim this season? Is it is it to survive? Is it is it is it to finish top half? Is it is it to finish just 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 mid table without a relegation? But I, I don't I really don't know with Newcastle these days. No, I, I, don't, I don't think many people do. I think there's, there's a there's obviously there's the hope that we avoid relegation. There's um, a, a dream that we may sort of achieve a mid table comfortable position and top half is sort of far off. I would suggest. Um, we're just not good enough <laughs> across the whole squad. Uh, there's not enough, not enough depth of quality, and unfortunately, I don't really think there's a, uh, a real sort of tactical focus from Steve Bruce either to, to help us achieve that. And, and then, quite, I guess, un Newcastle and Ashley like, should I say, when uh, when you go and splash 40 million quid on a, on a new striker? Yeah, there's sort of uh, scepticism as to whether 40 million quid was actually the transfer fee paid or whether he's, he's sold it as that to try and appease the fans. And right. That, uh, the 40 million quid represents the whole cost of the deal over the six year contract or whatever, but uh, whatever the amount, he's certainly not worth it, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, I, I don't don't necessarily agree with the, the level of uh, abuse the kids receive. He's, a, he's a, a young lad in a foreign country trying to find his way. I do think there's, there's glimpses of a good footballer in him, but he's most certainly not number nine. Um, so, so who has who has impressed you this season? Who, who you've seen? Um, one thing, thankfully, is we've sort of continued our relative strength across the back. Um, defensively, we've been pretty solid. Um, Fernandez has come in and done exceptionally well. The cells until he got injured was playing very well. Clark's not had a bad season. Um, Jethro William Willems, the young lad that came came in at left back, we've only got on loan at the moment. He's been very good from both an attacking and defensive perspective. And Sam Maximum, the mm. tricky sort of winger, um, he's he was sort of the main reason behind our good run of form. And since he's been injured, we've struggled a little. 
Yeah, um, and um, Almiron, um, is he starting to find his find his feet, or, or do you th- is it going to take a while? Do you think? I think it's going to take a while. In patches, he's looked very good again, and the, the, the one thing that he's got on his side in terms of patience from the fans is that he grafts non-stop, even when he's not sort of getting to the the final ball and making it work. It's his work rate throughout the course of the 90 minutes is always at the utmost, whereas Joel Linton, who has struggled from a form perspective on-off, uh, he just doesn't look to have the same sort of work ethic, and that's where the fans lose sympathy quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously you brought the Messiah back in, in Andy Carroll. Um, you, you've had a load of injuries, uh, but I think from, from what I read, there's a few that are coming back, including Carroll, for the game. Um, is, is he going to be the man to take you forward, or do you think you're going to have to try and sign someone new in January? I still think we need to sign someone new, definitely. But to be fair, Andy Carroll, he's come in. He's got himself into some sort of uh, fitness levels that he probably hasn't achieved for quite a while. And he, he's done really well. He's probably hasn't scored yet. Um, he's had one ruled out for offside. Um, but he's, he's created quite a few goals. And not only from an attacking perspective, from a defensive perspective, when he's played as well, he's been, he's been pretty good. It's just trying to get as many minutes out of him on the pitch as possible. Have you... Um... Obviously, I guess it must be frustrating from a Newcastle point of view. Obviously, everybody knows massive club, fantastic fan base, you know, stunning stadium. Um, and then you see, you see, you see, you know, teams like Wolves, who, who obviously got got some ambition, got some backing behind them, um, and, and you know, in European football and, and and trying to, you know, again trying to trying to go and, and finishing that top six, maybe even better. Is that a frustration for you to to see teams like that doing well? And obviously, you know, when you're going to watch Newcastle. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, Newcastle fans get this reputation for thinking that we're a bigger club than we are, but historically, I would say we are significantly bigger than a number of teams that are showing significantly more ambition than us to try and push on in the Premier League, which is quite sickening, really. Mm. Um, But from a Wolves perspective, you've got an ownership in place which are keen to progress. They've brought in a very, very good manager and they've they've backed them financially. Um, And to be honest, Newcastle fans, for the most part, aren't expecting a new owner to come in and just chuck hundreds of millions at it. It's just sure. a case of having a slightly sustainable plan in place um, and supporting a manager with a bit of a sort of long-term view. The, the problem is it's not just about the finances in transfer fees, the, the ground, the training ground, etc. It's, it's gone to rack and ruin. It's, um, dilapidated. It's just, there's been no investment on any level in the club and that's mm. where, where the real gripe comes out, I would suggest. Yeah, it's interesting that because, I mean, obviously from... from you know, from the outside looking in, you just see the product that's on the pitch. But like you say, it, it, it does. It just it's all over the shop, isn't it? Really, training ground and, and and you know people and wages and all sorts. I mean, it's it's not great, is it? It's a shame, really, because I mean, I, I do like Newcastle. I mean, don't get me wrong. Going to Newcastle, I mean, is it at least a Newcastle night out still good? I mean, that is incredible. A Newcastle night out, isn't it? I mean, you must have had a few over Christmas. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that, that, that's the one thing. We're thankfully it's got no connection to Mike Ashley, so you can't spoil that. Um, <laughs> but o- o- only today the club have embarrassed themselves yet again by releasing the 2020 calendar with a series of players who are no longer at the club. Oh um, no! Oh no! Yeah. Oh mate. Um, right, Saturday it's, it's Wolves against Newcastle. Um, how would you expect uh, the Mags to line up uh, on on Saturday? Would you say? I think it'll probably be similar to what we've been doing on off over the Christmas period. It'll be a sort of 3-4, 3-stroke, three, 3-5, three, 2 formation. Um, I would I would like to think Andy Carroll will come back in if he's fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would suggest he'll have Almiron hanging around him 
and Joel Linton probably will still play. I think Steve Bruce is keen to try and help him push through his bad form. Um, at the back, we've got a few players to come back in. Willems might come back in on the left. Matt Ritchie's fit again. Um, the, the, the real problem, I think, has been the connecting the defence to the attack in midfield. Shelby's had a good run of form for a period, but we're just, we're just lacking something that I just don't think Steve Bruce can put his finger on and rectify. Right, interesting. Um, so finally, from from me, mate, I need to I need to get your prediction. It is Wolves at Newcastle. Um, who do you who do you fancy? What is your what is your prediction? Uh, I think it's probably going to be a comfortable two nil, maybe three one to Wolves. Oh, mate, what's going on? You've had enough. You've had enough, haven't you? Goodness no, me, not not even not even a heart overhead one one. It's a it's a two nil or three one defeat. Wolves have had a little bit of hit and miss form themselves of late. It's just whether we can catch... If we catch you on a bad day and we have a good day, then we can sneak something. But yeah. I would suggest... The, 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 the realistic fan would say we're not going to get a, a beat in the best, I would suggest. Liam, thank you very much, mate. Really appreciate you coming on. Thanks again, Nate. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much, Liam. Top man. What a legend. Um, look, he's not very confident. He says a 2-0 defeat or a 3-1 defeat... Um, for the Magpies. Like you say, they have got a lot of injuries, although there's a few that could be back this weekend. I think if Wolves play to their their capabilities, they should win this game and they should win it comfortably. But you always have that that funny Wolves sometimes turn up. They've got to start well, don't they, in this game? And I think if they do, they get on the front foot early, they press Newcastle, they get them on the counter-attack, they score early, I think this will be this will be job done. Job done, in the bag, beat them, three points. Uh, jobs are good. And, uh, I think, yeah, should be beating them. Uh, Newcastle fair play to Steve Bruce because he's he's got him in a better position than a lot of us thought there would be uh, I thought there'd be kind of relegation certainties I mean they're not they're not out not out the fight yet but um, they're, they're kind of holding around they picked up some decent results over the past couple of months um, but yeah it, 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 you take into account their injuries and you take into account Wolves and what they can do when they're, they're at their best uh I think we should be beating them, so uh, I'm going to say 2 0, I think. Um, Team wise, what are we looking at? I assume, I mean, I know we, we've got to go to the press conference tomorrow, mm-hmm. so maybe we'll get a word on Jota, but are we not, we're not expecting Jota to be available, are we? He's a doubt, but we're just waiting for um, Nuno to tell us exactly what's going on, just because of how sort of the games have come thick and fast. When I was at Watford, I saw him limp through the mix zone. I'm not sure. Was it, that his it was a, from what, what Nuno said last week, it seems to be like a muscular injury, but um, rather than, rather than his foot, but, triggering something but of old. It, so that's we, that's what we need to sort of iron out at the press conference, isn't it? So let's let's say Jota doesn't play. Are we expect to see a front three with including Pedro Neto, uh, Raúl, and Adama, and then your normal your normal guys as we've seen recently with with Saïs and Dendonka supporting um, Cody at the yeah. back. Would that be that? Think Salah's the way to go. I think. And Johnny, Johnny back in a, a yeah, Vinagre didn't really take he, his chance really against United. I mean, he had, he had some good performances, but that it's just a sign of his age, really. Uh, he's, he's not quite the finished article yet. He'll have two good games, and then he'll have one where he doesn't really perform up to standard. Just a quick, just just a quick uh, thing, obviously, because we won't, we won't have a podcast um, before the Manchester United game on the Wednesday and the replay. Could you see? Let's say that, let's say it's a comfortable. Let's say it's the comfortable and they win two nil. Um, or three nil. Could you see a little bit? Um, the, the next round is, is, of course, at Watford or, or Tranmere with that replay happening with, with Tranmere coming back from from three nil down. 
could you see Nuno just changing things and saying, "No, I'm gonna. I haven't got a lot of. I haven't got a lot of options here. I'm just gonna go strong and, and I'll play even stronger than I did at the home tie. Let's go and beat Man United at Old Trafford on Wednesday." Struggling to see that myself at, the, at this point, okay. but can never rule anything out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just my inkling. Yeah, is is that they'll. I mean, it's just set up to be a bit of a damn squib again, really. I mean, the sure. the, the, the extortionate amount that fans are being charged to to what to go to the game like, as much as fifty five quid, which is disgusting, yeah. really. Um, yes. It's on the telly, so. I don't think there's any that much massive reason to go. To be honest, I mean, it, it, unless you're one of the real diehards and fair play to you if you are. But um, yeah, it's um, I, I, I struggle to see all the big guns playing because um, you know it's a fairly quick turnaround from Wednesday to Saturday. That won't change the Saturday game at Southampton. That'll stay as it is. So um, yeah, I think there will have to be changes. Talk about diehards! I tell you what, the Portsmouth 150 Portsmouth fans that, that went to the Banksy Stadium to watch Warsaw Portsmouth in the Leasing.com Trophy Round Three on Tuesday night. Oh. Uh, they they need they need some applause because that was two oh. 0 um, You say then, Joe uh, Rosie, your prediction, please, for Wolves against Newcastle. Three one. Three one. Another second half showing. I think. Oh, okay. Three, I think it's going to be harder than we expect. Okay. I just think. Yeah. I think it's been a bit sort of, you know, I think it's been a bit calm. Mm. I think you know. I think it'll. Yeah, I think there'll be a tougher test than we expect them to be. I, I think it'll be a tougher test, uh, and I'm going to say it's not going to be a great game. And I'm going to say Wolves one, Newcastle nil. Um, well, it is my prediction, but we shall see. Look, we've predicted all three points. Let's make sure we get back to winning ways. Um, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed this. I know we had a bit of a, wasn't? It, I wouldn't even call it heated debate. It was a debate about Catroni, and we probably spent a lot of time talking about it. But I think hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, let us know your thoughts on the podcast. Let us know what you're thinking about. Whether you agree, whether you disagree, we like your interaction. Um, you know, this show is for you guys. Hope you're enjoying it. From me from Joe, from Swarbs. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Saturday. Take care. Bye-bye.